Okay, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is episode 22 of the Q&A podcast. We're glad you're tuning in to us today. Mm-hmm. My name is Anthony. Sitting right across from me, as always, is my pal DeQuincy. Hey, guys. We're full up on pizza and ready to talk. Ready to talk some football. We are a uh, quarter of the way through with this 2014-2015 uh, NFL season. Mm-hmm. And uh, why not take a look back already? Four games in. Let's let's see how some of these teams are doing, and uh, let's just start with our team. Yeah, absolutely. Let's start with our hometown Houston Texans, I guess. And or, really, because what? they're doing really well. So <laughs> they've already <laughs> surpassed last year. With so we we better coach. talk about them right now. I mean, they're they're hot. I mean, they're three and one. Go, Houston Texans. Go, 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 three and one. Um, how do you feel about the team? Uh, Let's go to the offensive side first. How do you feel about the offensive Better now because they're 3-1. Three, <laughs> three uh, I don't know. I'm still a little iffy on, on the offensive side. Uh, you know, Foster's been hurt for the past couple of games, and so having to rely heavily on backup running backs who, one, is a rookie, and two, just is not another guy that just isn't ready to take a, a full-time lead role. Um, so that's always a concern. Even though I think Alfred Blue is going to do fine. He just, he hasn't been prepared to take on that kind of, you know, full-time role. Mm-hmm. Um, and the times that he has played, I think he, he's shown signs of being that guy who can, who can replace Foster ultimately. Um, and quarterback, that's always still an issue. I mean, well, let's go back to Foster. I mean, they're paying him a lot of money for a guy who's 27, 28 and yeah, 20 years old. And didn't even make it through the third game of the season. Yeah, the and hamstring strain, and the second year in a row now that he's already having problems early on. Yeah, you can't feel. Do you feel confident at all that he'll like two when two years down the line he'll be you know what he was a fifteen hundred yard back? Frankly, I don't think he's a fifteen hundred yard back the rest of this season. Um, <clears throat> just looking the way he looking at the way he played on this past Sunday against the Bills. Mm-hmm. He was sluggish. He missed. He missed a pass. He just was not paying attention to the play when Fitzpatrick threw right at him, and he turned around at the last second and he missed missed a, a pass that would have gotten a first down or you know, and, and more yardage than that. Um, I think just the way everything's been going down lately, he doesn't seem to have the kind of winning attitude that's needed to to uh, to resume being that number one running back, uh, a top guy in this league. I don't think it really has too much to do with, um, you know, his adjunct thing. I think it's more about the scheme change, going from the zone blocking they have with Gary Kubiak to what seems to be a more of a pass-happy offense. Um, it's taking the offensive line a couple of games to get used to, you know, their blocking schemes where mm-hmm. you're just blocking the guy in front of you. You're not just going forward with with the scheme, like in the, in the zone blocking. So it might be take a little more time to get used to. Maybe in this new uh, design, uh, Blue is better than Foster because that's the scheme he came out of when he when he came out of college. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that, but the fact that during the time the time that Foster has missed, they have tried to rely on Blue a lot more. I mean, it's not a matter of um, – Taking away plays from Foster, I think it's it's still they're trying to balance it out as, as well as they can, um, and I've seen enough of Blue already, which is a clear sign that they are willing to stick with the running game as well um, and, and uh, ensure that it's a 
a main, a main factor in this offense. So through three games, um, Aaron Foster uh, has 247 yards, over under 1,200 yards for him this season. Uh, assuming he's healthy mm-hmm. the rest of the way. No. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'll say over, but over. just barely. I mean, he's not going to have 14, 1,500 yards. He probably I don't think he'll even get to 1,300 at this point. Uh, he just doesn't seem, even when he's out on the field, he just doesn't seem... He seems sluggish. He seems sluggish, absolutely. Doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's motivated to to dominate at this point. I won't say anything about his motivation. He just looks slow and, you know, maybe he's fairing his hamstring and trying um, not to get injured again. Mm-hmm. But that's what it looks like to me. So far this year, he's this is worse worst uh, per attempt average of his career, 3.9 yards per, per rush. I mean, last even last year when he was hurt, he averaged four point five. So yeah, you know what they say: running backs don't last long in the NFL. Twenty eight, he might be head towards the down slope of his career. Sad to say because he's he, he is a great person. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk to him, and you know he's a bright guy in real life and Twitter. And it's just you know, like I say, running backs go down fast. Uh, you want to talk about the quarterback next, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the bearded one? Yeah, thirty uh, year old journeyman. 32 or 30 or 32, something like that. Um, journeyman quarterback who's already thrown, what, four interceptions? Five interceptions. Five interceptions, two in one game, which was tough. 31. Yeah, 31 years old. Um, look, the guy is tough. I didn't realize how tough this guy was. I mean, he, when he has to run with the ball, he is not afraid to go head first. Um, He's not afraid to go deep when he, you know if the opportunity presents itself. He's he's you know targeted Hopkins and and Andre Johnson you know, enough uh, that you know you can tell he's he's confident in, in his abilities. He just he's not putting it together. I mean he's he's not putting it to the point where you know he's he's the answer to to this season. Yeah, especially the game against the Giants. I didn't see the entire game, but I caught the highlights. The interceptions he threw were wounded ducks. They were yeah. like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, they were wounded ducks. They were just overthrown, and he was skipping passes. It seems like he'll, he's inconsistent. Yes, absolutely. But I believe I, I said this during the um, the preseason when we were doing our preview of the Texans. All he needs to do is just steer the ship. He doesn't need to win games. He needs to do just enough not to lose them. Basically do what the, what's his name? with the Jets a couple years ago. Mark Sanchez did with the Jets. You have a great defense. You have a decent running game. All you have to do is, you know, not make stupid mistakes. And if worse comes to worse, just punt it and let the defense handle it. Absolutely true. Uh, but that's not going to win you a Super Bowl. It's not. And, 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 and he'll can, get to the playoffs this year, I think. I, mean, they, I think they've got a much better chance this year already. Yeah. I mean, three wins. Uh, but... If then realistically, he's he's not the answer, and it's not going to be the season that everybody hopes for. Um, they're hope you hope that they have either Tom Savage or Ryan Mallett, one of those two guys, you know, take over for next year. Uh, I said this during the Giants game to a couple of coworkers of mine. Basically, if the Texans get down by fourteen, it, it's game over. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, best case scenario, he gets the you know he helps guide the team to divisional round of the playoffs and that's about as far as they'll go with with him you know as, as QB <clears throat> uh, but you know again he's been I, I've, I've liked what I've seen for the most part 
this season. Uh, but the rest, the other part is, is pretty suspect and uh, a little tough to watch. But guys' toughness is uh, very underrated at this point in, at this point of the season. All right, let's go to the receiving core, which is basically Andre Hop, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and Andre Johnson. That's all it's been this year. It's been very nice. It's I, been very effective. Yeah. Uh, both of them have over 260 yards. No one else on the team has even 100 yards receiving. <laughs> um, I have to say, I did not expect uh, Fitzpatrick to have such a, r- a rapport with Hopkins. Well, I think that's a that's a you know a matter of a veteran quarterback you know trying to take a young guy under his wing. I feel uh, we're interrupting right now because we're watching the. Uh, Giants versus the Pittsburgh Pirates game, and Brandon Crawford just hit a grand slam to right field. That's awesome. Ah, love, love, <laughs> love postseason baseball. Absolutely. Uh, and we both are rooting for the Giants because that'd be the best story if they, you know, make it to the World Series and win again, again their third title, all three coming in even years. Um, I'm sorry. Continue with your thoughts on the receiving court. They're I mean, it's Hopkins Johnson, and Johnson. Johnson, I mean, obviously is one of the best receivers in the game. Even at his age. Even at his age. Hopkins is emerging as a top receiver mm-hmm. uh, for this team even. Do you think Hopkins is this good or is it just because coverage is going towards Andre Johnson? I think he's that good. He's fast. Yeah, he's got too. good hands. Uh, and you know, he he's, not as, he's not as big as Johnson, but he's he's not afraid to go after the ball either. He had that ridiculous touchdown that was called back against the Giants <laughs> one handed catch. Um, I think he's the number one receiver right now. Andre Johnson's probably, you know, settling into that number two role in his life right now, mm-hmm. which is what they wanted when they drafted Hopkins two years, uh, last year. Right. And, man, I mean, what, you really can't name a better second, you know, receiver on <laughs> yeah, any team. Andre Johnson is your number two. Until Calvin Johnson uh, starts reducing his, his role, mm-hmm. <laughs> Johnson is currently your best number two receiver in all of football. Yeah. So overall, um, your thoughts on the offense? It's a solid offense that has enough pieces, but not the piece that you need. Mm-hmm. I mean, every most, well, most great teams, Super Bowl winning teams have a high-caliber quarterback, and we just don't have that right now. Uh, it doesn't look like that's going to happen this year. Maybe next year if they, they get Savage or Mount, like you said, you know, ready in time. But overall, the offense is solid. Mm-hmm. They look like they'll you know be able to, to hold their own and not solely rely on the defense. Speaking of defense, this goes to that side of the ball right now. Um Wow, that's all I can say. It's um, is there anything that JJ Watt can't do at this point? <laughs> I, I was talking to somebody and they were saying that they're they're waiting for him to to throw for a touchdown mm-hmm. uh, at some point this season. Yeah. And you know, you never know. I mean, they could very well do it. They could very well throw some sort of you know trick play into the playbook, and he throws for you know a thirty yard touchdown or maybe a fifteen yard touchdown. I keep waiting for something like the. Uh, you ever heard of the other shoe theory? Basically, if you're dating someone and everything, and you start dating and everything goes so well, you're like, okay, something bad's gonna happen. <laughs> Some baggy's gonna appear. The other shoe's gonna drop. I keep waiting for that for JJ Watt, and it does seem like it's coming. He seems like 
he's the ultimate professional. Um, before we started the podcast, I asked you, was there anybody in all the NFL that has a higher approval rate or approval rating across all fans in the National Football League? No, I did. There's, you, I said maybe Peyton Manning, and you just basically said JJ Watt above us. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing about Manning. Like I said, is that you know, off the field, he's a model citizen. On the field, you know, fans are still angry about Speak that. Speak of JJ Watt, one of his ten thousand commercials just came on. One of the better ones too. Yeah. Uh, I like his dancing one where he's like, Mm-mm, "Feel it." <laughs> that kills me every time. The thing about Peyton Manning is that fans are still seething about the the performance in the Super Bowl, the fact that they were relying on him to carry that team to a championship, and he failed. He failed. I mean, bottom line, the team didn't win. Now, and, you say that, and all I can think of, J.J. Watt's team went 2-14 and 14 last year. <laughs> well, so, we're going to talk about success on the field. I think that's more damning than losing in the Super Bowl. Well, this season, I mean, it's it's a clean slate for the Texans, at least. And the because, Broncos. Yeah, but most fans expect the Broncos to be contending again, uh, but still with that, that bitter taste in their mouth. And also, people already expect Peyton Manning to be a model citizen. It's kind of it's kind of yesterday's news that you know Peyton Manning is a really good guy. You know, you, you've you've come to expect that uh, year in year out, day in and day out. So uh, yeah, what your number one good guy currently in the league? Yeah. Like, he just bought his his mother a car for her birthday, and it's on ESPN, and, you know, I scroll down to the comics, the comment section, and usually that's a terrible idea because there's so many stupid people online. You go down there, it's like, I'm not a fan of the Texans, but I'm a fan of J.J. Watt. Even, like, Cowboy fans still respect <laughs> his way, and it's like, he has the, one of the highest approval ratings in the entire league. Good for him. Good for the team. Yeah. Uh, it's great to see Brian Cushing back back in action. Absolutely, uh, especially at his devastating knee injury last year and the year before. <laughs> yeah, talk about a guy who can't stay healthy. Um, well, uh, that's the thing about Cushing. You know, it's not his fault completely. I mean, the first knee injury was one of the dirtiest plays I've ever seen yeah, in, the, in a football game. I can't remember the player, but it was the New from York the New York Jets. Jets. He he, you know, dived at his. The back of his knee when the play was like five 20, yards down. No, no, at least twenty yards away. I mean, it was the play was on one sideline and he was on the opposite sideline, <laughs> yeah. and that big fat slob, <laughs> big fat, just slob. took him out, man. I mean, right, cut him horribly. One of the dirtiest plays I've ever seen in all of football. In any football game that I, you know, all of football games I've ever seen. That was one of the dirtiest plays I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year's injury, I mean, it was a thud. I mean, he... He took a helmet uh, to the knee from Jamal Charles. Yeah. And, and no no man can can prepare for that kind of that kind mm-hmm. of hit. So, it's it's been more bad luck, in, you know, than him just uh, training too hard or pushing it too hard to... Exhausted tra- um, athletes in Rome. Right. Uh, you know who I'm most uh, happy, who I'm happiest for is Kareem Jackson. For all the stuff he took his rookie year, the second year, all the you know the vitriol um, he took for you know not being a shutdown corner, quote unquote. He's played really well this year, opposite of John Joseph. He has because ever since he's been on this team, it seems like every single game that I watched where he was he was uh, playing, mm-hmm. he got called. He was called for a penalty. 
And it was, uh, what was the, the penalty call? I think it was illegal hands. <laughs> it was an illegal hands uh, penalty. Every single game. Hands will make them dance. Hands will make them dance. All these flags flying, and I'm just smacking fans. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and we're back. I'm, I'm, just happy for, I'm just happy for someone who's had so much, you know, distress in his career and people just talking mess about him to, you know, have some success. Uh, but you know who's, who's, like, slowly becoming my favorite player? Brooks Reed? No. DJ Swearinger, oh, a.k.a. Yeah. Pretty Boy Swag. <laughs> he makes an explosive play once every game. He just him and Kareem Jackson are like creating a mini. I don't want to sound sacrilegious, but a mini Legion of Boom right here. But <laughs> they both hit hard and they make do. excellent plays. I mean, man, it's been a pleasure watching Swearinger. Mm-hmm. This is what second year, second year, yeah. And last year was something else. And this season, I was really excited to see this guy come in. Pretty voice, <laughs> just to see him get better, and he has. Uh, and you've got. A great veteran and Jonathan Joseph, mm-hmm. you know, guiding these guys and and really getting them through each game. And it's so far it's working. And this team is put together pretty well. The only thing I worry about this team is it's kind of, it, the defense is top heavy. It's it's wide, it's Cushing, and then you know, like we said, um, Swearinger. But if any one of those goes goes down with an injury, which happens because it's football. Right. And you've already lost Clown. Yeah. For a couple more weeks. Yeah, a few more weeks. Had surgery about two weeks ago. He's up and running again right now. And it's like, how do you feel about uh, what's, I'm sorry, I'm looking through Jared Crick or Brooks Reed or Tim Jamison, Whitney, Whitney Merciless, who as a first round pick, what, two years ago? Mm-hmm. He really hasn't panned out. No, um, but he's still coming. I think he's still coming along. I think there's Still potential, potential there, uh, because he really wasn't a highly touted guy. Even if he was a first round pick, it was just kind of we were in that position where we had to just take somebody, I guess. Um, I've I've always liked Brooks Reed. He's he's got an intensity that you know is is great for this team, and uh, he he gives it his all each play. So. Yeah, I mean, guys like Watt and Swearinger, they go down, you know, it, it doesn't look good. But so far, everybody's working out. So, so, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being not very, 10 being extremely very, extremely very, 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 extremely. how confident are you about this team and their uh, chances going forward? At this point, I am a 6. A 6? Yeah. You, Mr. Brightside, a 6? I was expecting like a 25 from you. No, I mean, they've looked good so far. That Giants game was terrible. Mm-hmm. They didn't look very... They, they looked awful in that game. Um, but I think a 6 is tempered enough right now to where if they kind of start falling apart, it's not, oh man, this is, this is the end. This is it. But if they start doing well, it's... You're, you're like, oh man, they're they're doing great. Like your expect your expectations aren't too high uh, on either end of the spectrum. So you're not expecting them to be terrible or really great. So I think, how are you a six? You predicted this team to win the division at six and ten, and you're like, oh, I'm kind of. Well, injuries. You know, the injury to Clowney, who 
we were expecting to be a major contributor. Uh, the injury to Foster, the inconsistency that I hadn't really seen because I never really followed Fitzpatrick, started the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that game against the Giants was just really tough to watch. Where it had to, I, I was kind of forced to reel it back and temper my expectations. But still a good team. I mean, there's no doubt that they're a good team. And last year was definitely an anomaly where they played it's a well season below their... season from hell. That's what it yeah. was. The Patriots are finding out about that right now. Um, their upcoming schedule... This uh, this week they're at Dallas. Next week Thursday night game versus Indianapolis. Monday night game on the t- October twentieth against at Pittsburgh. Then at Tennessee. Then Philadelphia at home, and then their bye weeks in week ten. That's a tough tough road ahead because division games are always tough, uh, especially Indianapolis and Tennessee. You've got a short week against Indianapolis after playing. Dallas, mm-hmm. and the Monday night game was against who again? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. That who one, I have no faith in. <laughs> yeah, at this point, you kind of you're kind of banking on them just going in and taking care of business. But again, you know, it's still a, a veteran team that might have a few you know punches left in them. Uh, but still, a, a tough road ahead. That Dallas game is going to be a lot tougher than people thought initially because. Dallas is playing well above expectations. Yes. Especially on the defensive side. They lose um, their Marcus Ware and, and Sean Lee and somehow get better on defense. Right. Who no saw that coming? <laughs> I didn't. As I said, when I predicted that they go 6-10. and ten. Um, I have to say, let's go 1-10. to ten. I'm an 8 for this team. I'm really confident. I mean, I know they had the slip of it in New York. It's just it's one of those games. It's football. You're going to have games oh, yeah. like that where... Everything that can go wrong does go wrong. But um, they took care of Buffalo. I still well, I expect uh, Fitzpatrick to get better as he has more time in his offense. Foster and Blue to you know make a dual threat in the backfield. And I just see his defense, once Clowney comes back, just being better than it already is. It's already a top five defense. I can see him being the best defense in the league after when the year's done. Hey, that's, that's good stuff. It's not... Um... I'm not going to say you're wrong, but I'm you know, I'm, I'm going to temper temper my expectations a little bit and hope for the best. Hope for a number one defense by the end of the year. You know, without a doubt, and be thrilled. All right, so that was our Texans chat for about 20 minutes. Uh, so let's go around the league. Before we started, you asked me what was the most depressing, uh, most uh, disappointing team. Um, give your answer first for the people. I'm going with Patriots. Really? Yeah. We're already jumping into the Pats corner. Go ahead. Yeah, because I like the Patriots. I like Tom Brady, uh, all-time great quarterback, guy who seemingly has done the unthinkable with, you know, pieces of junk. Less is more. Right. And it's just not happening this season. It's not clicking. Um, they got routed by the Chiefs. You know, granted, it's Beat a Monday night game. Stole that so money, okay? Right. You know, it's an Andy Reid coached team. It's a good team. Played in Arrowhead, which you know they say is one of the loudest outdoor stadiums in all of sports. It is now. Yeah. Oh, officially. Yeah, they got the Guinness World Record back from Seattle Monday night. Right. I'm pretty sure Seahawks fans aren't too happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but 
They lost to Miami mm-hmm. in the opener. Correct. Well, Miami's always played them hard. For the past eight years, Miami's always been a difficult challenge. It's like uh, Houston versus the Titans. Even sure. when we're good and they're terrible, they always play us hard because it's a big brother, little brother thing. Yeah, but New England usually edges them out, regardless of how tough it is. Yeah, but I think they they split like the past three three years. Probably. Okay, uh, but still, you know, two and two for New England. Uh, you know, they're still going to be good, and you know, like everybody's been saying, they still play in the AFC East. Their their crown isn't being threat isn't going to be threatened this season, but they're just off to a, a slow sluggish start. If you watch the game, Tom Brady seems skittish behind the line. Um, he's only been thrown into two uh, guys. I think it's Edelman and I want to say Gronkowski have like the seventy-five percent, the bulk of the catches. <laughs> and it's just he's th- like I've read on ESPN. What's happening is he doesn't trust his offensive line, so he's throwing it to his first read all the time. And defenses are starting to react to that. And, right. Like what happened the other night, just dominating defensively. Yeah. It's basically what happened is Bill Belichick, the GM, has screwed Bill Belichick, the coach, because they've made <laughs> terrible draft decisions, terrible signings, and when you don't have the draft, the lifeblood coming into your team, your team gets old and you have to rely on these fifth, sixth, seventh round picks and cast off the other team teams, and you get what's happened here. One's great quarterback looking, you know, broken. Yeah. So that's my pick. Uh you're going on the opposite end. I'm going to the NFC. I'm picking the New Orleans Saints. I mean, we both picked them to win 13, 12 games, and they just look broken. Their offense is not clicking, and their defense, I mean, they had uh, Vaccaro, their safety, and they brought in Jarris Bird from Buffalo, and they have, uh, what's his name, Rob Ryan, and their defense, it looks terrible. Don't I know it. <laughs> Wait, do you have the Saints defense in fantasy? I had the Saints defense <laughs> in fantasy for the first four games of the season. They ranked dead last in our league. Speaking of cost fantasy. me a game on Sunday. <laughs> Speaking of fantasy, this is the first year I deviated from my grab a defense in the next to last round, and I grabbed the Texans in like the fourth to the last round, and they're number one in our league <laughs> in defense. So I'm so excited. Um, it has been just miserable. Watching that defense. Are we, are we going to go to a fantasy minute right now? You want to jump over there? If, if you want. Jesus Christ, the running backs in fantasy are terrible. Boy, they are killing me, man. I've got LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore as my my starting running backs. And Frank Gore had a good game two weeks ago, but, mm-hmm. man, he has been terrible. You know, hasn't been great. McCoy has been awful. That's why I'm one in three right now, man. You I, are. I'm one in three. Oh, I'm three. I'm three and one because I went the other way. I saw what the market inefficiency was. The running backs were terrible, so I just grabbed a bunch of wideouts. <laughs> uh, Cordell Patterson, of course, I kept Megatron from last year, and uh, DeAndre Hop- Hopkins. I don't even know who my running backs are. Let me check. I remember I was relying on Mark Ingram. And that's when you know things are bad, when Mark Ingram's your number one. Didn't you keep C.J. Spillers? Yeah, C.J. Spillers. Oh, I, I redrafted him. No one picked oh, okay. him. But he's been ineffective. Well, Fred Jackson's been carrying the load mostly for Buffalo. My star is still, my star running back, C.J. Spillers and, and is it Jake Jock? Jacques Bell? I always screw up his name every time. Also, I'm keeping keep out. But, yeah, running back's terrible. Unless you lucked into the um, – 
DeMarco Murray, Murray from Cowboys. You're like, oh, this is the one year he stays healthy. Guess what? You're the you're the guy who who who, um, who won fancy right now. Right. You should be trying to sell, sell, sell because he's not staying healthy for all 16 games. Okay, I'm sorry. Fancy minute is over. And we're back. Back to the New Orleans Saints. I don't know. I thought when um, they brought in, like I said, they brought in Bird, they had uh, the Ryan, the defensive coordinator. I thought they would be, you know, as good as they were last year. I mean, last year they were 10th in DVOA. And right now they're about 30th, 32nd DVOA defensively. And it's like they cannot stop the pass. No. And uh, Matt Ryan torched him in uh, the first second game. Matt Ryan torched him. Um, uh, what's his name? Hoyer in the second game. Great uh, game. The only, the only person that they've held right now is, is uh, Minnesota. And they had, were playing uh, Christian Ponder, I believe. Or Castle. Game. No, oh, yeah, right. They were Matt playing Castle, who was like barely better than you as an info quarterback. <laughs> and they just got torched last Sunday by uh, Tony Romo and the Cowboys. The defense isn't there, and you know, I begin to regret our our pick for them. It's been a very weird year so far. Mm-hmm. Um, biggest surprise over there. Kind of spraying this on you. We didn't talk about this. Yeah, biggest year. biggest surprise uh, the Cowboys. It's got to be. I mean, that defense was looking rough. Uh, I think they're for the worst defense in the league. <laughs> Tony Romo is looking great so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, DeMarco Murray is healthy and running like a beast uh, in the three and one. Gee, I'm looking at the, looking at the scene. Maybe Baltimore. I mean, they dealt with the Ray Rice issue. Um, they dropped him after what? Did they drop him before the first game or after the first game? I can't remember. It feels like it happened two months, much longer than it did. Yeah, it might have been after the first game. Yeah, and they're three and one in the division. Um, and just had to do all that controversy. I mean, their yeah. owner, Briscotti, just got grilled during a press, press conference. And to t- be able to walk into that locker room and leave all that stuff on the outside, it shows uh, great mental fortitude. And that's but really, all this stuff happened at the most opportune time for this team. Because they're playing in an old in a division with an aging Steelers team, mm-hmm. with a Browns team that is still too young to compete right now. Um and with a Bengals team that is looking great right now, but you, wait, is it, they're they're in the Bengals division, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bengals are three and one. Baltimore's three. I'm sorry, Bengals are three and zero. And oh, they had a bye week. Okay, Baltimore's three and one. And a Bengals team that's looking really tough right now. Mm-hmm. But the uh, do you trust uh, the Red the, Rifle? <laughs> that's a, that's right. The they're, they're a team that that's a little. Tough to trust at this point. They're the Bungles. They've been screwing up for twenty years. <laughs> it takes a while to, you know, trust them. It's like the Royals or the uh, the Pirates in baseball. Right. So, you know, th- this the whole scandal that is going on with that team uh, couldn't have. Uh, the timing of everything was uh, probably better than they had hoped or could have hoped for because they're still playing well. Uh, but they're taking advantage of uh, of an of an old and too young division at this point. So, um, see what other stories I news say. I mean, 
one of the biggest things that we had, we got to is uh, the RG3 injury. Again, dislocated his ankle, not, no fracture, um, and you he's think, gonna be out for go probably another four to six weeks. You think Baylor is uh, reconsidering <laughs> raising a statue in his honor after the way he's played in the NFL? No. You can't control the NFL. You put the catch up. He played two years at Baylor, and he and was electric for those two years. I guess, but I, I, I don't think any college football. Or at least I think he was electric. We don't watch college football. That's so. true, but I don't think any college football player should have a statue while they're still playing. Honor. While they're still playing pro football, right? Yeah, and badly at that. Oh, uh-huh. his rookie year, he was great. Yes, you have to admit that. Yeah, no doubt about that. And it was it was exciting. You thought, man, this guy is the next great the next quarterback. Thing, yeah. Him, Luck, Russell Wilson, Kaepernick, and then he tore his ACL in that um, playoff game against Goodness. Seattle. Uh, tried to come back last year, was ineffective, and you know was when this year he was in. You know, yeah. I wish yeah. people would see the hammer this year. Um, I really don't. Do you see a situation? Um, can you see a situation where RG3 is no longer on the Redskins? Like they just say we're going with Cousins and they ship him out? Uh, this season? No, I mean two, three years. I, don't know. I think after two years maybe. Because it will be a point where he's, he's what, four, five, five or six years in the league. Mm-hmm. And if he's not the guy that they you know were anticipating, then there's really no reason to keep him around. Especially when... Yeah, Cousins will be fine for the next couple of years, but you're going to have guys like Marcus Mariota coming up from Oregon. Oregon, uh, that's one of the few guys that I know. You know, who's who's an electric quarterback that, um, you know, things don't work out this year, they could very well have a chance of going to get him. You know, yeah. next next draft. Um, and also, what's his name? The dude from Florida State who keeps screwing up, Jameis Winston. Yeah, but- I feel like he's going to be like a mid to low first round pick because he has all the talent. He just makes some of the dumbest mistakes. Yeah. Um, so what they say, million dollar talent, ten cent head. It's like I I know that you're supposed to give forgive the youth uh, sins of the young. You're you no, know, you're twenty, twenty one, twenty two in college, acting stupid. But it's grow up, dude. You yeah. have all this media watching you from you know the crab leg incident and the um, sexual assault case. That once again, let's re- let's remind people. The only reason that he wasn't charged of a crime is because the district attorney didn't feel like he could get uh, a jury to convict him. Not that he believed he was innocent, but just he couldn't get the evidence there. That's that the only he, reason. That he didn't want to be run out of, out of town, yeah. essentially. Oh, but look, when, you, when your name is involved in a, a criminal case like that, it's time to grow up. There's no more, oh, he's just a kid. If you put yourself in that position where... You know, major allegations like that are going to arise, and your name is out there with in a case like that, uh, and it's attached or it's attached to a case like that at all. It's time to grow up. It's time to to put away the foolishness and uh, you know reevaluate everything and and just man clean slate on on what you do, how you act, how you speak, um, and and know that it's it's. It's a whole new ball game now. That's how when situations like this happen, all I can think of where are his boys at? Where are your friends telling, man, you can't be doing this stuff? 
Man, you're going to get in trouble. Man, you're being watched. Man, white people are watching your ass. Stop doing it. You are going to screw up your life and screw yourself out of millions by doing this stuff. Where are his boys at? He must just be surrounded by yes men. They're hiding in the shadows, man. That's what happens. Guys like, yes men... That's why they're yes men because they're not going to step up and that's tell you what his boys must be like. Just say, "Yeah, you're the greatest," so they can get into his pockets later. Trust me, if you were doing this stuff, I'd take a fist to your face. Now you kidding? Yeah, because you're not a yes man. We'd have a we'd have to talk. But back to football. Back to the pros. <laughs> what you don't want to get beat up? RG three in two years could very well be off the Washington Redskins team, and it wouldn't be a surprise because. Yeah, he's had some bad luck with the injuries. But at a certain point, you just you have to cut your losses. Whether, whether it's his fault or not. All right. uh, we're just jumping around from story to story. I'm looking at teams and whatever it is me, I'm just bringing it up. Can we go to um, not Carolina, but back to Baltimore talking about Steve Smith Sr.? <laughs> who is the at five nine is the baddest man in the league, man? If I'm walking down the street and I see Steve Smith walking towards me, I'm going to the other side of the street. And for the record, De Quincey is African American, so uh, it's not a racial thing. <laughs> six foot, I am six foot, two hundred and sixty pounds, and Steve Smith scares the hell out of me. All right. See, I can't cross the street. You can, all right? <laughs> no, I can't, okay? <laughs> no, you can't because you, you have two options. Either you're going to walk past Steve Smith and you're going to hit him and he's going to whoop your ass, or you're going to try to cross the street, he's going to see that, think you're racist, and then whoop your ass. <laughs> your best bet is just to just lean up against the wall and just say, Hi, Mr. Smith, how you doing? Have a great day. And then when he, he walks past, you run like hell like the Flash. That's your best bet. All on flipping the nickel. Chewing <laughs> on my toothpick. Foot up against the brick wall. I know what today, Mrs. Smith. A good game last week. Oh, gotta go. Zoom. Baddest man in the league. I would. Uh, I would rather fight some offensive lineman. I rather. I think I'd rather like get into the ring and fight the big show than mess around with Steve <laughs> He just has this anger where he just he doesn't want to beat you. He wants to kill you. Uh, any other team I want to talk about? Because one team I have left, I want to see the probably the last team I want to talk about today. Uh, uh, it's, I mean, like I said, it's been a very interesting year, uh, just because of the way the Patriots have, have been have started the season, uh, and the way the Saints have started the season, the way the Cowboys and the Texans have started. Uh, I don't know. I mean. The, uh, the NFC East, or the AFC East looks really weak at this point. The AFC in general looks really weak. I mean, yeah. okay, I, on this team, we talked about this earlier. In the AFC, where would you rank the Texans? You would put them behind Denver. Maybe Cincinnati. Perhaps. Um, San Diego. I have. I would probably have the Texans third in the division. In the, in, in, the in the conference, I, I probably yeah. I, I have them behind Denver and San Diego right now. Denver and, and uh, San Diego ahead of Cincinnati. Wow, I have them. I have them tied for fourth. I have them behind um, Cincinnati. Denver, of course, is number one. I also behind San Diego. Have them tied with Baltimore. But it shows you how ter- how bad the AFC is. Yeah. AFC is like if. 
you if any of these teams made to the uh, Super Bowl, you pick them over any AFC AFC team. Philadelphia, the Eagles, uh, the Lions, the Panthers, the uh, the um, almost said Eagles. The uh, again the uh, he called one called the Hawks, the Atlanta the Seahawks, no Falcons, Atlanta Falcons, Arizona Cardinals, Seattle Se- Seahawks, even the San Francisco 49ers. Ooh, I don't know if I would say that many teams over. I I I think the best like out of the top ten teams, like seven of them are in. The uh, NFC. Yeah, uh, probably. Uh, but when you're doing an overall top ten, I think you can still even out or you know distribute the, the AFC teams in between those those ten. You want to go to the ESPN spots. Power Rankings? Sure. Here's who they have in order: Seahawks, Bengals, Broncos, Cardinals, Chargers, Eagles, Ravens, Lions, 49ers, Cowboys in their top ten. And it's not a bad way to go, I guess. But I, I think the Texans could probably could maybe be top 10 right now. Uh, well, ESPN has them at 13 right yeah. now. Right Still behind close. the Colts and the Packers. Ooh. But still, I, if... I know there's a way to bet on this online. I have to look it up. But I would pick any NFC team over AFC, AFC team in the uh, Super Bowl right now. Because like all the talent and especially the the great quarterbacking right now is in the NFC. True. True. Yeah, it's it's a tough call at this point for me. I think uh, you can still make a case for maybe Denver, Denver, uh, even San Diego. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, it, it's still early in the season. I mean, it, it's it's four. The season isn't very long. It's only sixteen games. We're already four games in. But I think there's still enough time for you know your your regulars to get back on track. Yeah, very true. Uh, last thing we want to talk about before we go to uh, you know looking up our, our bets for the true. season, uh, defending champion Seattle Seahawks. Um, how do you feel about them? I've been awfully quiet this year. They they came out crushed the Packers. Yeah, they came out roaring that first game. Uh, Lost to the Chargers. The second game? Yeah. Okay. Thirty to twenty-one, and uh, uh, beat the Broncos last week. They did, yeah. yeah. Overtime game, which people were complaining, oh, Peyton Manning didn't get to touch the ball. Well, maybe your defense should play defense now. <laughs> it's been a quiet season for them, really. Uh, aside from the, uh, oh, has Richard Sherman been, you know, did they find him out? Has he been found out? Yeah, that was so stupid. The Chargers come out and say, oh, we found, he's not that good a quarterback. You watch the routes that Keenan Allen ran. And they were like little in and routes and little out routes, basically you know three yards and, and cut. And of course, you know something that fast, no human going to be able to react that quickly to. Mm-hmm. And it was not, it wasn't like they beat him deep for like forty yard passes three four no, times not, a game. No, just no. little routes that he was probably going to give up. Like all quarterbacks would give up that little five yard in route to protect them from you know the twenty five yard yeah. slant route. So they, he's still, you know, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. They didn't find anything out. Just that you can beat him short. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do with that? Yeah, and so it really hasn't been a dominant season thus far. I mean, a bit a blot win against Green Bay. Yeah, that's always nice, especially against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, 
you know, you, you maintain your But dominance. let's be honest, they were going to win that game. Yeah. It's, it's the opening game at home, just coming off a Super Bowl victory. Crowd's crazy. There was no way they were, they were going to lose that game. Right. And so, and then, you know, again, you know, you maintain your dominance over, over Denver. Uh, you lose that one game against San Diego. You're at the bye week now. It's just been a very low-key season for this team. Just such a bye week in week four. That's yeah. ridiculous. Or any team, really. Yeah. All right. Now that the girlfriend is happy that we talked about the Seahawks, let's go to our bets. So, passing yards. Um, league leader in passing yards. I pick Drew Brees. You pick Aaron Rodgers. Both of them are pretty confident about that. I think uh, Brees is winning by a thousand, um, not a thousand, like a hundred yards. Like, like, I'm supposed to feel confident, <laughs> confident about it. <laughs> you, feel, you should feel great about that one. You're close. Yeah. Uh, the league leader in rushing yards. You're going to win this no matter what happens. You pick LaShawn <laughs> McCoy. I, in my infinite wisdom, pick Adrian Peterson. In my defense, I didn't know he was going to go all Samuel L. Jackson on a four-year-old. Oh, man. You think he... We probably should talk about this. Um, we really didn't... Like talking about the whole lawsuits and everything, to yeah. bring it down. Off, off the field matters, we really don't like talking about because everybody on ESPN, SI, Bleacher Report talk about it. So we feel like you can go somewhere else for that, unless it happens to you know a Texan or a Rocket Astros, right? And it's just depressing. Yeah, it's just like I just want to ask. You for me, my views are you know for any offender, it's like. One time is too many for me at that point. Speaking of that, uh, I love how everything that's gone on with the Ray Rice and you know suspending him and resuspending him at the, the video and Roger Goodell his um, uh, press conference, how much they care about women, and now we're going into October and they're doing the you know the pink for breast cancer awareness. Like, oh, we're in the month where we really care about winning about yeah. women. Wait till um, November when all this pink is gone. Right. And it's back to, go ahead, yeah. And Ray McDonald's still playing. Yeah. It's... They finally uh, sat down uh, the defensive end for Carolina, Hardy. Mm-hmm. It's just it's hypocritical. But yeah, end. I mean, and, and it's just tough because the, uh, what was it, the preseason game that Ray Rice got to play in, mm-hmm. I mean, he was cheered and adored by the fans. Which included a lot of women at those games. It's the same thing like like I said about uh, Jameis Winston. If you never get booed and you never get, you know, criticism, you believe you're great and you believe you can do anything all the time, you can get away with anything. And that's a problem in today's uh, society, especially in sports. I'm a hypocrite because I watch sports, essentially. We all are. Because I I despise the the off-the-field issues that, that arise for guys that are making millions of dollars have every opportunity to keep their nose out of trouble and just choose not to. The one thing that annoys me when we talk about, you know... But I still watch the game. When they have DWIs, the the league literally has a number that players and um, front office uh, people can call to have someone come pick them up. And now you have Uber, and it's like, why are you driving drunk? That's the one thing that, like, driving drunk should never happen in society, period. It's just it's the stupid. It's the most stupid crime that we have. It should be like you get caught driving dr- drunk. It should be or under the influence. It should be an automatic like ten year jail sentence. It's one thing. 
I'm serious. It's one of the things that irks me the most. It's like we have all these ways where you can get home, call AAA, call a tab, get on your phone, use Uber. And it's like you don't need to do that. Stay where you're at. Stay where you're at. And it's just that's the one. It's just a crime that just annoys the hell out of me. It's the worst. It's it's the most preventable one. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Adrian Peterson. Yeah, and Lashawn McCoy. You're winning that one. I'm. I'm the hard <laughs> to see that. Oh, I remember. I want to ask you. You think he plays again this year, Peterson? Yeah. Man, I really have not thought about that because I don't see how at this point. Uh, just because there's so many cases that have come up, all within the span of a month. I mean, so many scandals that, that are that are happening where guys are getting suspended or restricted. Uh, it's just hard to imagine any of them playing for the rest of the season because then it's like. Well, just, what about this guy? Why isn't this guy playing? And it's just kind of... I just see, like, the Greg Hardy thing. Like, okay, they won't bring a- AP back until, you know, the case is finished. I can see him being found guilty and just appealing. And then just more appeals just make it so, you know, the final decision doesn't come until after the season. So he doesn't come back. Um, I think that's something else I want to say about this, but it's too depressing. That's the one. Um, receiving yards... I had AJ Green, you had Brandon Marshall. Neither one of us is looking good in that. Uh, I think AJ Green is 25th in receiving yards, and Brandon Marshall wasn't even in the top 40, so yeah, that's a problem both of us. Comeback player of the year, Clay Matthews versus Troy Palomalu. I had Matthews, you have Palomalu. You probably win that one. <laughs> your, your, your pick will be closer than mine, probably, at this point. They usually give the, playback, the comeback player of the year to the the guy who's on the team that did the best as well, so I feel confident that. This is the one that I'm most annoyed about. First, coach fired. <laughs> because the only reason you won this bet is because you went first. Because literally, on my sheet, I wrote down Dennis Allen before you told me Dennis, Dennis Allen. Allen. <laughs> so you won that one. Although it's uh, cool crap. Uh, I went with Jason Garrett. <laughs> Doesn't look like he's getting fired, but Jerry Jones you know the one rumor I've heard so far is uh, if Jerry Jones does want to change, he'll fire Garrett and hire uh, Sumlin from A&M. Nice. He'll definitely get the Aggies around there excited. Sure. Uh, yeah. Worst record. I picked Pittsburgh. You picked Jacksonville. You're definitely winning that one. Although Pittsburgh could give them a run for the money. I still say they're having the season from hell. <laughs> I feel it coming. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year. We both suck at this. Yeah. This is why we don't work in the, in the front office. I think Odell... This is why I don't watch college football. Yeah. I think Odell Beckham, who hasn't even suited up for the Giants, and you picked Mike Evans, who just went out with, I believe, a heel injury of uh, this last week. So we both suck on that one. Defense rookie year, you had Khalil Mack. I had Davian Clowney. Could go either way at this point. Kind just needs to come back and be dominant if he gets to win that one. And he's already on a better team, so it'll, he'll, he'll look better regardless. Offensive player of the year, you picked Aaron Rodgers and I picked Cam Newton. My thinking was Cam Newton is all by himself. He's going to have to do everything to get that team to 500. And he already missed one game <laughs> with a one without him with Derek Anderson. A.K.A. he's still in the league. So I, I feel fairly confident I'm losing that one. Defensive player of the year. I picked J.J. Watt. You picked Richard Sherman. 
That's we're coin toss. Yeah, we're both fairly confident about that. The <laughs> what annoys me is uh, what I should have done with JJ Watt was in the next um, category. I should have named him my dark horse for MVP. Oh, that's a good yeah. yeah. That's a good. That would have been a good choice. A instead, great choice, man. Instead, my dark horse was was Foster. <laughs> no chance. Your dark horse it was AJ Green. Better chance. Better chance than Foster. Still pretty slim. Uh, for, for our, a very, very dark horse. For actual picks, uh, I picked Faye Manning. You picked Aaron Rodgers. I think we both feel damn confident about our decisions. Super Bowl matchup. Both of us are <laughs> in our matchups. We both feel really confident about one team and no confidence all on the other. <laughs> uh, you picked San Francisco. I'm sorry. I picked San Francisco and Denver. You picked Seattle and New England. <laughs> Seattle is looking like they're going to you know, make a run, a, a legitimate run. <laughs> Maybe I picked the wrong team to have the season for mail. It might be New England. So far, it's looking that way. San Francisco uh, looks bad on the field. Colin Kaepernick looks like he's regressed. And then the off-the-field stuff with Ray McDonald. Oh, it's just crazy. Stuff with the coach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the rumors. There's tor- turmoil yeah, all over he's that. He's bolting to Michigan, I believe. Yeah. Like, they don't want him on the team. It's yeah, bad. just too much drama. Drama, drama, drama. If you know, last year, I think there was an offer for him to be traded to the Browns, I believe. Before the season? Yeah, before, <laughs> before sorry, training before season. I don't know why I said last year. But yeah. yeah. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. You feel like changing anything? Uh, everything. <laughs> everything. But, uh, you know, we'll stick with it. I wish I could go back in time and tell myself, no, Adrian Peterson, <laughs> it's a bad look. It's a bad look. Still a very interesting season. Um, Only one-fourth of the way through it. Yeah. One that uh, I, I don't think most people expected the way uh, for it to go down this way so far. So far, so far. Yeah. We are 0 and 4, so that's something to be proud of. <laughs> I think we're done. I mean, you know, for something that today we didn't plan out, we're at 54 minutes. Good lord, we are gone. Alright, my friend, anything else you want to say to the people? Uh, thanks again, as always, for tuning in. Please click the download button. Keep clicking the download button uh, for each episode. And share. I want to see those page views jump up to the thousands. We're like at 700 page views. We're like, we've only been doing this for like two months. Yeah. Yeah. This is, ah, this is our third month. I Sooner or later we'll be in the millions. And millions? Oh, oh you want to do that again? Come on. Ah, it's okay. And millions <laughs> of page views. Ah, we are so stoked. All right, so we'll do a wrestling to... podcast next, perhaps. Mm-hmm. What's the next pay-per-view? Oh, uh, let's not for a few weeks. Yeah, Hell in a Cell. Uh, not until the end of October. <laughs> the, the, they're they're disgusted by boys. Uh, <laughs> they don't even have any matches uh, confirmed. So, maybe maybe we'll... What's the next big one? Survivor Series. Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan of that one. Ah, uh, okay. Um, Bring back King of the Ring. All right. And on that note, thanks again as always. <laughs> You're getting all quiet. Thanks, I'm done. All right, you done. All right, for Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.